Welcome back to the Return the Picks podcast, where we have a very special edition of the podcast today because we have an active NFL player joining us to talk about the Atlanta Falcons uh, being a stone cold killer and a whole lot of other stuff going on. Um, myself, Ollie Wilson, Dave Bluck, Jazz Gillum. Well, we didn't talk gambling with Brandon, which is pretty smart for us, but we were joined by Brandon Copeland, Atlanta Falcons linebacker. Uh, one of the nicest people that we've spoken to on this podcast. I mean, everybody we speak to is quite nice. All the yeah, I was going to say, we, really... we don't know anyone bad on. No, no. Everyone's been legends. I kind of hope that we do one day get somebody that's just like a real stuck-in-the-mud kind of dick. And we're just like, oh. says, I'm only here so I don't get fined. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'd, really, I'd, I'd, I'd rate that so highly. An hour and a half of Marshawn Lynch <laughs> just saying that. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be weird. Uh, but yeah, Brandon Copeland joined us to talk about all things uh, NFL, being in the NFL, the London games. Dave, did you uh, get any extra insight into your Atlanta Falcons team in that one? Uh, yeah, I. Um, it was good hearing him talk about, you know, some of the characters on defense. And yeah, I did. I query, you know, I've queried him about the um, Calvin Ridley situation. He can't obviously talk about it a lot. And I didn't kind of expect him to. Um, be able to say a lot, but um, I had to ask something because it's the biggest uh, kind of Falcons news of the last couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, it's just always honest, always positive. Just yeah, just amazing to listen to. You Davis don't really love need Scott got checked too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Richard Graves, take notice. <laughs> yeah. A man that's never even tried one had one described. He said it sounded delicious. <laughs> well, he's making adjustments to it. That's why I like. Uh, he's improving. That's also good. Yeah, adding adding to the Scott Jake game, which is uh, which is great. Yeah, I have to say, I did mean to say, let's not ask anything about the Calvin Ridley thing before. I think it was yeah. okay though, wasn't it? Uh, like, yeah, I mean, look, Brandon's yeah. smart you know. enough as well to like yeah. not divulge. He just said, "Oh, yeah, it's just straight back." There you go. Have that one. Yeah, he, he took it well. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's a problem. But yeah, I, I was kind of wondering uh, when I like started saying. It, I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't say this, and then I did. So I'm sorry about that, Ollie. No, no, it's all but, good. It's. Uh, I just. Um, oh, I definitely just don't want to annoy Whitney either, because <laughs> she was like, no, I did say on the positives. I was like, yeah. don't ask anything negative, and I'm pretty sure that's negative. Is yeah. it? I don't know. Well, it's not negative because it's the right move from Ridley if he needs to step yeah. away. And I no, think no, but it's like it's. It. It's asking that question just seemed a bit like. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. I did enjoy the like 20 second hole that was starting to be dug just after Brandon's answer to that as well, which people yeah. will be able to listen to on the on the, on the podcast. Dave gets digger out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, let's just let's just let people dive in and listen to it rather than talking about it too much and giving it away. Here is Brandon Copeland of the Atlanta Falcons. Over the middle, picked off. Blitz coming. Pass is picked off. He's going to go looking again. And it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore. Down on the right sideline. Into the end zone and he's picked off. Back the other way. <laughs> I have recovered from the jet lag of London. That week was definitely a little bit longer uh, when we got back from that flight, you know. Um, but no, nah, London was a, a great time, great trip. Um, it was, it was cool. It was my, it was my third time over there, second time playing. So, you know, to me, I felt like I was the, the veteran in the group in terms of like, I knew all the, I knew everything about the UK, you know, but I, I really didn't know a damn, a damn thing, but now nah, it was a good time, man. Treated us well. The stadium, I will say that too, Tottenham, 
Yeah, it was beautiful, man. I, it was beautiful. The crowd was amazing. Um, you know, it, it, I, last time I was there, we played at Wembley, and that was awesome too. You know, amazing experience. Um, but it was it was pretty cool uh, this go round, especially after last year with the pandemic and you know no fans yeah. of stadiums. You know, you guys really showed out. I think it was sold out sold out crowd, which was awesome. So shout out to London. Yeah, well, we we were all there. Ollie was uh, doing comms in the in the press booth, and me and Jazz were sitting in the stands watching. So Having a great time. Love it. Yeah, I had some Saints fans behind me though, Brandon, and they were uh, they really? were bo- they were booing everything the Falcons are doing. <laughs> so uh, I was, but, but then I, oh yeah, to be fair, I mean, it, I, it does, exp- yeah, it kind of explains it. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. yeah, there was a um, uh, there was a group of German fans in front of us as well, and one of them was a Falcons fan, so I was high fiving with him and stuff. So that was funny. yeah, the great kind, awesome. of, kind of bounced it out. How did you awesome, find awesome, the crowd, man. actually, Brandon? Because when I was sitting watching it, it felt like for a, what's meant to be a Falcons home game, it felt very much not uh, like a Falcons home game at all. I know. Yeah. Yeah, no. It. it uh, you know, I remember one of the, my teammates saying that on the sideline, like, man, we're supposed to be the home team. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I, I told him, I was like, man, New York is, you know, one of the, the you know, capitals of the world, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's easy, especially for anybody who, who um maybe hasn't been to the u.s or anything like that like you might not know atlanta but you know new york you know yeah uh, so you know it's, it's it, it was I, I won't say it was expected by me but it didn't surprise me and it, it just again i was just happy that the the you know the, the people in the stadium the fans were were into the game it was a good game and Great you know it, it was awesome man it, it brought a lot of hopefully it kept a lot of excitement about football in the uk you know so yeah, it was, it was it was a bit worrying at the end though, Brandon. I thought the Falcons would kind of kind of do a Falcon and <laughs> and blow yeah. that lead, but um, oh, it managed to get it done. It was uh, yeah, I was pretty scared. I was pretty scared. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, no, you you you're right about that. Luckily, I mean, NFL, you know, it's a lot of close games, and and you know, unfortunately, we we haven't won all of those close ones. So I'm glad we pulled that one off because that is a long flight home especially after a tough loss like that, yeah. you know. What's so with the other time, you oh, sorry, you go. No, I was going to say, what in terms of the whole experience is the most difficult thing to deal with that London trip? Is it adjusting to the time zone? Is it kind of getting just your body to feel comfortable in general? Is, is Does it feel awkward being in like a hotel for a couple of days and then having to be straight into it and then straight back out again? And there's so much intensity kind of around that travel as well. Yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 a couple of different things. I think one it's yes, it's the, the travel. It's a longer travel trip, longer trip. So you got to kind of figure out what works for you in terms of do you sleep on the plane? Do you not sleep on the plane? How are you going to get your body adjusted depending on when you actually fly over there? Um, two, on top of that, like you said, I mean, I, I personally, I like hotels, you know, people make your bed for you and all of that type of stuff. So that's always nice to me. I like the little things, but I mean, I think, you know, to add another wrinkle is like, you know, the, the last time I came over to London, I think it was 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, at that time I had a, a girlfriend who is now my wife and we didn't have children, but you know, when you think about it, a lot of guys that were really leaving our families for a few days at a time. So it's also a preparation thing. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't necessarily see is like, like the, the sacrifice that our families make, our wives make, my wife works, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like a lot of other little coordination pieces that go into 
making sure everybody is taken care of. And, and, you know, obviously hopefully they miss daddy. Uh, but, you know, it, it's not a huge absence uh, because, you know, we decided to pick up and leave in the middle of the week and go to London to play a, a, a football game, you know? So I think it's just yeah. a few different wrinkles that kind of we have to take into account as players that, you know, may not always be seen. And how did you find, I'm assuming the one in 2015, were you here for the whole week that trip rather than yes. just for the, and how do you find the difference? Because I yeah. was saying to Ollie the other day that having a week to get used to the time zone and having more to see, I imagine that would be a much better experience and kind of dropping in with a long flight, having a couple of days, having the game and then flying home that, that same night. Do you find it more taxing having to have just a short stay? Yeah, no, I think it was it was definitely taxing having a short stay. But I think, like I said, you know, for depending on where you are at in your life off the field, it, you know, both of them have their benefits for me. You know, I know there's some guys on this team with four kids, you know, a wife and four kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being there shorter and being able to get back and not leave your family hanging, so Helps. to speak. I know, you know, yeah, it's like, you know, for me this time, the shorter trip was great. Um, my wife is also pregnant, you know, and we're about to have our another baby boy next week. So, oh, congratulations. Um, again, oh. thank you. I appreciate it. You know, awesome. so it's look a few different wrinkles in there. And again, not to just keep harping on the family thing. Like I said, it's just for, for me as an older player with a family, it's like, I want to get, be spend the least amount of time away from home as possible. Yeah. And then, you know, as a younger player, when I was over there in 2015, I was like, shoot, we can stay here for three weeks if we want to. It's all good. <laughs> Brandon, what um, what's your opinion on Scotch eggs? We were we, Scotch were, having, eggs. we were having a debate about this earlier in the week uh, when we were talking to somebody else. I was wondering if you ever got to sample the Great British Scotch egg and whether the uh, yeah. the, the thought process is that it is a worthy piece of English food or whether it's as uh, our friend Richard Graves was calling it, uh, uh, you know, not not <laughs> as good as fish and chips, shall we say? Oh, really? Well, I. Unfortunately, I, I I can't even tell you I have an opinion on Scotch eggs because I don't even know what they are. Oh, I, I okay. might have had them when I was over there. I might not have I might have seen them. I might not have known what I was eating when I ate it. But you know, I, I have no idea what Scotch eggs. You might need to break it down for me a little bit. So just out of interest, before we reveal the the delights of the Scotch eggs, so do do you not get much of a chance to acquire much of like the local food? Is your diet while you're in? london very much organized by the team rather than maybe what the hotel provide or what you can go out and get or anything like that yeah no I, yeah so the the team when we're there um i know that obviously that both teams stay in separate places but the place that i've stayed both times i'm there they have you know full kitchen and you know cafeteria for us so breakfast lunch and dinner is provided um and and also you know we we barely get time to go out and, and travel and enjoy the city right like you know i think that that's we're really there on a work trip you know a business yeah, yeah, trip yeah. for sure and and uh so you might get the the opportunity to have one or two dinners out but you know a lot of times when we're staying there we're staying an hour outside of you know the the city so mm -hmm. um and we have curfew you know like so there's a few different things that are like uh it's easier to just kind of stay here and eat here so um, to be honest with you, you know, I think that I, I went out to one restaurant when I was out there. Couldn't even tell you the name, to be honest with you. Um, but it was a good experience. But I, unfortunately, nobody told me about the scotch eggs, man. I got it. I got to step my game up. <laughs> what about Brandon? Have you had um, have you ever heard of haggis or have you have you had haggis? 
before. No, so, not at all. It just like a, hatch, but... Yeah, the starting point it is illegal to buy and make in the US. Oh yeah, you did. You did tell me that. Yeah. yeah no, the reason, I'm, the reason I'm asking is we told I was in Scotland a few few weeks ago and we had um, uh, Whitney, Whitney on. on the on the podcast. Oh yeah. And, um, yeah, and Ollie was Ollie was telling her um, that I had been out in Scotland eating haggis every day. And he told oh, yeah. her what it was, which is like, it's um, a sheep's stomach filled sheep's with stomach filled like with lungs awful. and heart and liver and kidney and Not oats and barley. No, it doesn't sell it very well, but it is unbelievably yeah. delicious. Well, Whitney yeah, went on a say. rant for 10 minutes about how much she hated the very idea of it. So I just wanted to, <laughs> to see what your thoughts on it were. Yeah, no, I mean, shout out to Whitney. She's uh, my CMO. For those who don't know listening, but you know, she's my CMO and she's, you know, the one who linked us all up and and uh she's amazing. But yeah, I'm not gonna lie, the way you guys just described it did not sound like it was something I was gonna go home and, and tell my wife we were it's having full, for dinner, you know. It's full of protein though, Brandon. You can't get more protein than sheep stomach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure you, you, you said don't, it's don't eat the sheep the stomach either. Yeah, it is so the lungs. You can't cook with the lungs in the US. So if you try and make haggis in the US, it's illegal. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I didn't understand. That. Why? Any reason in particular? I mean, we cook and eat every other part of it. Thing. I honestly can't tell you. It's one of those really strange anomalies that you can have anything else, like you said, eaten, but that's one thing they seem to draw the line on. So I think it's yeah, the, right, you know? the, the amount of protein in it makes it a PED under the NFL's guys. Gotcha. So yeah. Ollie, would you care to reveal yeah. what a Scotch egg is now? Uh, yeah. This, Jazz, I think you should handle the Scotch egg uh, debacle. Okay, so the, the typical scotch egg is a hard-boiled egg, which ideally okay. is not completely set in the middle, so there's a bit of a run when you cut into it. It's encased okay. in sausage meat, so kind of decent kind of pork sausage meat, and then breadcrumbed and deep-fried. So Ooh, that sounds like stuff. something I'd try. It's delicious. <laughs> like Better than haggis. Yeah. yeah, granted, the ones yeah. that the other chap was uh, not so keen on were the, the cold store-bought ones that when you eat them, they taste like you've got paste in your mouth rather than anything of flavor but proper ones real good you, you know what when i hear that i'm gonna go ahead and we're gonna start a new food right here it's gonna call it the cope cope egg and tell me if this all <laughs> exists. but i want that hard-boiled egg i want the sausage meat wrapped around it yeah i want the the deep fried but we need to add some cheese in there somewhere put a layer of cheese somewhere Ooh, in there I like and that. you got <laughs> we got a restaurant you know featured menu item right there maybe Cope, you could like egg. wrap maybe you the egg just pour cheese. some cheese yeah. sauce on the top or something yeah well i want it infused in there i want the okay. egg then the cheese wrap then yeah. the sausage then the heart the, the fry the you know the breading or whatever the breadcrumbs and it, yeah that's that's what i'm thinking about but okay. you know that's just a, a story for another time next time i come <laughs> up there we're gonna create it well, you can look, probably do that with American cheese, actually. I think you can probably get American cheese to encase the egg quite nicely and then put the sausage meat around the top. I think that would work. A craft single, a craft single or something. We make it yeah. work. But, you know, I just want maybe I can make it an NFT or something. Every time somebody takes a bite, I give me a percentage or something. <laughs> yeah, that'd know? be great. Always thinking business. Always thinking business. Always, always thinking, man. <laughs> but you, you, you stay. I mean, anybody that doesn't know that, uh, you know, Brandon was staying at the at the Grove, which is just outside Watford, a yep. fair bit of a way down the road from the me, yeah. Center of London, but yeah, very, very close to kind of where we used all used to be based and what kind of where we are in the UK. And um, that's a that's a very nice hotel, Brandon. I'm pretty sure if you wanted Beautiful. that, 
you could get them to make yeah. that like they they cater to a yeah. lot of uh yeah high caliber personnel there including yourself and the atlanta falcons team i'm pretty sure if you lay it down on the table and say i want a scotch egg wrapped in cheese on the inside there we go they'll do it for you <laughs> there we go look look now now if we get that london game next year and then I, I already know exactly what my first request will be, no matter what time we get to the hotel. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Get Matty Ice on board. Nobody's going to turn uh, turn down Matt Ryan for whatever food <laughs> right. he wants. So get him on board. Right get him ordering that. Did you, um, did you, Brandon, this this time coming across? Obviously, there was the COVID protocols and everything, and and from mm. a kind of journalist point of view, there was way less interaction than we've had previously in the past in in, in being able to have access to players and stuff like that. But you, of course, came across with the with the Lions, and that was, I think, at the time when it was, especially when you're there for a week. You're doing media stuff every single day, and it kind of is like a Super Bowl build-up in that sense for the English journalists. Was yeah. it kind of nice not having to deal as much with you know members of the media and responsibilities going in for that week? Because because the English media, we only get one chance at it to have these like weeks of NFL football in the UK, and we kind of go pretty hard for it of like we'll grab anybody talk to everyone we want every juicy story that we can find was it kind of nice as well just having yeah a little little bit of a removal from that media side except for a few select personnel to, to me ali no no man I, I love the media i mean i'm not even saying that just to just to say i don't know if we can cuss on this podcast but oh, yeah, you can tell you like yeah, it. yeah i'm not bullshitting you man. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, no I, I just think you know, I know that there's some players. It also depends on, like, you know, what the media is reaching out to you for, right? Mm-hmm. If you're a player where, you know, they're reaching out for, to you because you're doing some some bad stuff or, or something like that or you got some controversy going on, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they want to break and, and they enjoy the, the nice break, quote-unquote, from the media. But for me, I mean, again, I, I tell young players this all the time. Like, I promise you one day your career will be over and there won't be this many people asking or asking about your life or how you think about things and stuff like that. So again, I mean, it's, it's part of the, the business It's part of what we signed up for. And I personally, again, I can't speak for everyone in the locker room, but personally me, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy having the conversation. I enjoy getting to know, like, I mean, we're sitting here having this conversation. I learned about two different foods I'd never even heard of before, you know? So for me, I, like I said, I, I just enjoy it. So I wish we would have got more interaction with you guys. Well, I mean, I think uh, I think everybody in the in the hotel that was lingering around was enjoying the presence of having the NFL back. Except for, I will say, yeah. I did spot a couple of guests that were really unhappy about an NFL I bet. team staying. <laughs> I in bet the they were. Oh, so it's expensive to stay there. It's, it's a very fancy hotel, which I'm sure you've seen, and obviously you've yeah. stayed there. Um, yeah. And like, if you go and play golf on the golf course, I think it's a hundred and. 20 or 150 pounds for a round of golf. So people who are there mm. are staying for specific things. So mm. probably felt wow. a bit infringed upon. Oh, there was there was yeah, a, a heated, sure. heated discussion at the reception desk about the inability to eat in their desired dining room because it was taken <laughs> up by NFL wow. players. And they, <laughs> the, the, oh. they didn't want to fight us for it. They didn't want to <laughs> no, fight us. No, they did. Yeah. No, they did. Good luck with that. Um, These people are probably in their sixties <laughs> or seventies and probably had one broken hip already. So we we know how that would have ended. <laughs> Nah, no, it's all good. Yeah, sometimes, hey, it, it, sometimes it's nice to be in the NFL. I'll tell you that. Much. Well, a lot of the times it's nice to be in the NFL, but <laughs> especially when you get to skip the, skip the line and enjoy certain yeah. things that, you know, otherwise, I tell my family, hey, if we're going to London on, on my dime, I promise you, we're not staying anywhere like this. So you better enjoy, <laughs> it. enjoy it. Eat up. Get all you can eat. <laughs> when, um, 
when you were last over with with the Lions, and and this time as well with Atlanta, I, I can't remember if the Lions had a big bump after it, but it's been talked about the kind of the way it creates a bit of team bonding. The the NFL London games. Have you mm-hmm. noticed that post the win over the Jets? Obviously, it helps if you win in London as well. But have you noticed that the team has has come together a bit more as a squad with the with the travelling and being perhaps just a little bit closer afterwards at all? Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely. I've noticed that. And it's funny that you mentioned that because, you know, literally last week with the holidays and guys, you know, joking around coming in in costumes and stuff like that. Like I was kind of, you know, not taken aback, but I was just like sitting in my seat and kind of reflecting on how, how far we've come as a team and, and just really as, as um, friends, you know, I think that, like you said, that extra time on the plane and, and it's ultimately, yeah. it's like, you know, one of one of the things that you typically have gotten in in a normal NFL year, and we all have to deal with it, right? Like we all in all of our different professions have to deal with the pandemic and COVID. Um, but like one of the things you've typically gotten in a normal NFL year is you got normal spring training, you got training camp. You typically have the opportunity to do some type of team bonding stuff just to break up the monotony of the workload. Um, but when you have COVID and a pandemic and now everybody no one goes to a a, no one is mandated to go stay at a hotel right guys can go home to their their own families or their own homes by themselves it's like you lose one of the things you do lose is a bit of the the friendship that you could potentially gain by going through that quote that process together and so I think what the London trip provides us all with is a little bit of time where we have to be together on these long flights together we have to be in the hotel together and it's not a negative thing it's just it just gives us more time to to get to know the person next to you and not just as the defensive tackle or the outside linebacker or the inside linebacker trying to do their job but the man next to you and I think that's that's what one of the benefits from from the the London game. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you, Brandon, just piggybacking off what you're saying there. What, in terms of personalities on that defense, who's the loudest in the room? Like, who are the real leaders? You know, is it Dion Jones? Is it Grady Jarrett? Grady yeah, Jarrett? Yeah, we have. Or, like, who's like who's who's the kind of, I don't know, who's the real voice in that locker room? Yeah, I mean, we we've done a we have a lot of great leaders. We have a uh, you got. Grady, as you said, Debo or Deion Jones. You got Eric Harris, right? You got Deron Harmon. We've got a lot of guys who've played some football, man. Steven Means up front as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's kind of a, a leadership by committee. Um, you know, guys understand, you know, that that um, it takes all of us as different individual position groups to put the the, the – product that we want on the field so again it's, it's kind of leadership by committee but again mm-hmm. we do have some some spectacular spectacular role models and, and and examples um that we can all look you know to get some leadership and guidance from brandon it sounded like talking about the the kind of post london game chemistry it sounds a bit like you had a stepbrothers moment with somebody like on the plane <laughs> or in we the hotel. Be best friends. Like, did we just become best friends? Like who did you get, <laughs> did you get your own room? Uh did you have to bunk with somebody? Who did you end up bunking with? Who are you next to on the plane? Like what did you learn about about the new best friend of Brandon Copeland on the Atlanta Falcons? And who and who was yeah. it, obviously? 
<laughs> no, nah, I mean, yeah, no, it's it's funny that, uh, yeah, no, I I have my own room, uh, so you know, keep keep people out of my stuff, out of my space. <laughs> I need my space, you know. Um, and uh, no, but but no, I got I got to know a lot of the guys on the team. You know, James Vodders, he's a uh, quote unquote newer face on the team. Um, and just newer being, he's been with us since the beginning of the season, but. You know, all of it. he wasn't with us in training camp, came to us after training camp, got to really know him well, right? Again, the guys that you already know, um, Tui and Means and all of those guys, right? Like our linebacker group, you already know them well or, or you know them well as teammates, right? But yeah. again, like I said, you know, when the when the when the clock is done in terms of it's time for me to quote unquote clock out for the day. You know, I still tend, tend to do some extra individual work that I need. And then I'm getting home to my family the same way that they are doing with theirs. So now when the clock clocks out in, in London, it's like, all right, well, I can go to my hotel room and sit in it by myself. Or we can sit down here and break bread and laugh and joke and find some way to continue to entertain ourselves or go grab dinner together, you know. Um, and I think that that's just what, again, what London allows you to do. But no one in, in particular It's just a, a bunch of good folks that I got to uh, <laughs> catch up with and learn more about. Is there is there a possibility to maybe talk to, to Coach Smith, Arthur Smith, about doing a little bit more to replicate that during the season in general as the Falcons go on? Because, I mean, not many teams do get to come to London and experience that. And a lot of people, as I said, do feel that it is beneficial in some ways as, as a bonding style. Is, is there anything yeah. that you could do you think as a team to kind of try and restructure that, rebuild that state side to carry on throughout the season a bit more? Yeah. I mean, I think we, we, we've done some things and coach Smith has done a great job of allowing guys to be themselves, right. And have fun. And we, we do little things as a team and as a unit that can kind of continue to boost that morale. But to be honest with you, there's nothing that's going to like simulate that, you know, um, and it'd be hard to like the only other thing that would simulate that here in the U.S. is, uh, well, there's a couple of things. One, going out to the West Coast to play the Rams and the and the Chargers. Uh, usually a lot of teams will just stay out there and then it's just kind of, you know, you, you get that type of atmosphere because you're not going home to your normal routine and normal practice facility and stuff. Um, the other thing will be just, you know, if he decides to come in on Monday and say, hey, we're all going on a camping trip and we're just going to stay outside for a few days uh, and we're all going to get to know each other and not take our phones, you know. So I, I just think that, yeah, he, he we've done some things, though, as a team and as a unit to continue to just build that camaraderie and stuff for sure. You need to remember the Titans style camp. That's what you need yeah, to, to get everybody bonding together and stuff like that. Although I yeah. can't imagine us. Without- Arthur Smith with the acoustic guitar either, like around a fire. <laughs> you yeah. never know. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure Arthur sound. would run 10 miles through the woods at 6 o'clock in the morning either, to be honest, without being unkind. Right. I don't know if he's doing that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's better to us. He treats us a little better than that, you know, even though Denzel, he, he was making sure those guys were in shape, though. So, the hind parts, that's what he said, the hind parts. That was it, yeah. <laughs> Brandon, I don't know if you can, how much you can talk about it, but the Calvin Ridley announcement um, as a as a fan was obviously quite shocking. Is mm-hmm. there, like, did that come out of a kind of clear blue sky for you guys as a team? Or Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. Like, it's not something for me to talk about. Uh, I don't know 
enough about it. Unfortunately, you know, um, you know, I, I think that us as a team, we we really, really, really mean it and really, really supportive of us all as individuals. We understand yep. that this is a sport and it takes so much out of us mentally and physically, uh, but more so mentally than physically. And, you know, I am, and, and I know that the team is also behind guys doing what they need to do to be the best individuals that they can be. So um, that's 100%. about it that I would, I would say on it. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I had to ask because it was such, you know, no, no such recent news and, you know, um, I think, I mean, it's it's a hugely brave move of him to actually make that step in the middle of the season. I think Absolutely. a lot of people would have just kept going, even if they were struggling, and just got into more and more of a hole. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's sad, but, you know, if that's what he needs to do, then I think it's the right thing, isn't You've it? You've got to look after but, yourself um, first, because fundamentally, yeah. if you, whether you're playing a sport, working in business, whatever you're doing, if you're unhappy and you're mentally struggling with something, it's better to stop, make yourself better and come back rather than burn yourself out and make it 10 times worse. Yeah, 100%. Sure, 100%. for sure. Sometimes you got to be, I tell people this all the time and this has nothing to do with Calvin, but just in general, right? Sometimes in life, you got to be selfish to be selfless. Yes. And some people look at that word selfish and think, oh, you know, they think negative connotations. But, yeah. uh -huh. you know, if, 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 if uh, Arthur Blank you know, if he didn't choose to work on himself at some point in his life, maybe I'm not sitting here in this beautiful Atlanta Falcons facility today, you know, maybe yep. this doesn't exist, you know, and at Absolutely. some point in time, we have to take, a, you know, it's tough, especially for, for professional athletes or people that are in the spotlight, because there's so many people who feel like they're dependent on you and mm -hmm. they want to see you do this, this, this. And they feel like they, a lot of people feel like they can live your life for you. Um, however, you know, none of us, no one can fill Brandon Copeland's shoes, but Brandon Copeland, no one can feel like, you know, I was having yeah. a conversation. Uh, this is a great time to shamelessly plug my, my podcast, Money Music Culture. <laughs> I would love for you all and everyone else, your listeners to check it out. Money Music Culture on YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Um, but like we were having a conversation. One of the things that I personally loathe is when people say if i were you i would and i just yeah. stop them there like you're, you're not me you haven't been through the the struggles the and the successes or the obstacles that i've been through you don't have the experiences that i've gone through and guess what to be honest with you and i'm not saying that it in particular to anybody in particular but there's some struggles that i've gone through that you might not even have made it through so don't tell me what you would do in my shoes because you just don't know what it's like to be me. You can, you can think you know what it's like to be me from your end of the table, but until you are actually me, mm -hmm. there is no way you can tell me how to react to the different things that I'm going through as a human being. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, that's the biggest thing here. So again, shout out to Calvin, shout out to everybody who, who has taken the opportunity to put themselves first in a world where sometimes we feel like we have to be super human, super yeah. woman, super man, and just put a smile on our faces and just keep trudging through. But again, yeah. five, 10 years from now, you know, the things that may come from, from this experience today and, and all of our individual struggles today and how we handle them today, you know, that the ripple effect that that has on our lives five, 10 years from now, you know, we can't, 
understand or fathom that yet. And so that's why I'm a big believer in sometimes you have to be selfish and focus on yourself so that you have the opportunity to be selfless. Because if you don't, you burn yourself out or you wear yourself down, maybe five, 10 years from now, you're nothing. You don't have a chance to to do the amazing things that God put you on this earth to do. So sorry, I'll get off my, my soapbox. No, I was no, enjoying no, it. I love that. That was great. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was like perfect motivational speaking life coach stuff, Brandon. So when the uh, when you're done with the NFL, there's an extra avenue you can explore for that one too. I think that's brilliant. I think we I just found a, found a camp leader for the Atlanta Falcons camp. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. Oh, you got it. You got it. Handing out scotch eggs to everyone, giving speeches. <laughs> no, the copegs. We're just copegs. We're putting cheese. Copegs. Yeah, copegs mm-hmm. for everybody. Let's um, get it. Let's I know. Get it. I know. I don't want to keep you from uh, being with your family today, man, because I don't want to, you know, take up all of your time. I don't know how much time you've got or uh, or anything like I'll that. But there's a couple I'm couple sure. of other things I wouldn't mind asking, and it kind of bleeds into what you were just saying about going through adversities and and just for you this season, how good does it feel to? A, not only be on this Atlanta team, but B, be back playing football again after last season was ended, you know, quite abruptly. And what, when we spoke to you last on, on this podcast, you know, you were really happy and excited about the opportunity that playing for the Patriots could bring. And, you know, the, the season was going pretty well for you as well at the start of last season. And then you, you have the injury and how, just how nice is it to be back playing football again? And, and do you feel settled or as settled as you have been in the past in Atlanta at the moment? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, grown man getting paid to play a kid's sport you know and and ultimately you can't you can't ever lose sight of that and for me I'm extremely happy to be back playing football you know I was telling talking with my wife and um unfortunately a a year ago on Halloween I was getting surgery you know pec surgery and my season had ended in a matter of seconds and so you know to have that whirlwind and have I think the opportunity to come back and reflect on you know my entire nine-year career and hopefully we just continue to, to, to grow and get better um it's something that i don't take for granted you know and so again i i get to be a i mean i think you guys know at this point i'm a businessman and i you know I, i'm definitely a, about the bottom line um and i'm trying to build something and help people and and do those things so i, I handle business seriously but when i get the opportunity to go into the field Yes, there's a business side of me. There's that Floyd Mayweather that, you know, straight face, stone cold, don't touch me, right? But then there's also that that side of me that's just laughing and having the greatest time of my life because I literally get to run around and hit people for a living and get paid to do it, you know? So, again, it's it's a beautiful thing. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm blessed. And Atlanta, Atlanta as, a, as a place, as a city, is a good fit because – Obviously, you, you were with the Jets previously. Uh, and New York's very different to Atlanta, as we've already discussed. New England is a very different environment as a team as well. And then, you know, Atlanta, again, is must feel even more different to the last two places that you've been. Yeah, no, Atlanta is amazing. I, I can tell you, you know, when I signed here, um, you know, for me personally and, and again, some of the things I'm doing off the field, the financial education, teaching people about financial uh, the, the constants in life, your credit, how to buy a house, you know, all of those different types of things. You know, I started doing those things to help make a younger version of me life better. Mm-hmm. Right. I just want and and ultimately, um, when you talk about the information gap and when you talk about America, for, for those who don't know, there's a huge wealth gap and racial wealth gap. Um 
and, and it stems from years and years of segregation and, and slavery and all of those types of things that have, have made the starting line for different races different in this country. And so for me, having an opportunity to go to a, a city like Atlanta that, that has a huge black and brown presence, uh, this is God's work, you know? This yeah. is God's plan for me. So I, I don't take it for granted. Um, my grandfather, he also played here his last year in the NFL, his 11th season in the NFL. His name is on the wall here. And, you know, every every day, literally every day, I get the chance to walk past that wall. And it's it's a huge humbling reminder of how lucky I am, how blessed I am to be here. That's so, really cool. Again, I don't take it for granted. Awesome, man. You didn't have to have a, com- a conversation with the family about because Atlanta's also renowned for some of its uh, late night establishments. Uh, should I say <laughs> you didn't have to have yes, a conversation with the family about like, look, we go to Atlanta, <laughs> but I won't have any funny business again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I had to. You know, we fortunately, you know, my my wife knows I know better. You know, so uh, <laughs> we didn't we we didn't have to have those those conversations. But yeah, no, it's definitely Atlanta's a, a amazing town. We got a lot of personality, a lot of a, a great culture here. So it, it's the spot. It's the spot you want to be. I mean, you go to mm-hmm. home games, it is like a party, you know. So it, it's our job to 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 do better at home games for for our fans because the city they they deserve they deserve a winner. Shout out to the to the Braves, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Strong. You've suddenly got some uh, competition in terms of favorite sport in the area, right? Now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Hawks doing well, the Braves doing well. Now we gotta uh, pick it up on our end, and then we're we're putting in work every day to do that. So we'll we'll make it happen. Tidy man, gonna get nice the victory man. this weekend against the Saints. I mean, that's a good rivalry game, and they're always good. Saints against Falcons. Gotta win it, Brandon. Gotta win it. Yeah, look, we don't. I don't personally. I mean, I'm not in a, in a prediction business, but I don't. I don't step on the field to lose. So personally, I'm just tell you my uh, my goal personally is is to go one and zero this weekend, and that's that's the only mission whenever I walk onto a football field. Is it different with obviously the, the rotating quarterbacks right now in New Orleans, shall we say your prep this week? Like, you know, last week you're probably looking at this and thinking, Oh, well, we'll be facing Jameis Winston or he'll throw point, a pick six to someone. Yeah. Yeah. And we could get our hands ready together guys. Like, let's get, let's get catching practicing. <laughs> you know, does it, is it, is it difficult like dealing with maybe preparing for, for a backup or a backups backup or, or you know, no, I think it, you know, it's, it's the NFL, man. I mean, it is is different, right? But every single week, you flush the previous opponent, and you got to start to to game plan and and prepare for the person in front of you. And so, you know, we we'd be really, really naive. Like when you think of the NFL, like there's what maybe I'm I'm not sure the exact number, but about eighteen hundred, maybe two thousand now with COVID protocols, but two thousand human beings 2000 men in the world that have chosen what well, there's out of all the men in the world there are 2000 men that have been chosen have been deemed that good to play this sport so whether you're a backup second string third string you know your mama's first string whatever it is right like <laughs> ultimately you can whoop somebody's ass on a day-to-day basis. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you don't get here without being a lethal weapon. And I think that that was one of the lessons that I learned my first year, my rookie year. I remember the first day I walked into the defensive meeting room and I came from an Ivy league school. And honestly, I was questioning whether or not the 
people I played against in college would prepare me or was I prepared to play against the guy who went to Bama and Auburn and Georgia and all these big schools, right? Yeah, yeah. And literally the first thing our defensive coordinator who at the time was Dean Pease, was our DC now, right? The first thing he said is you don't get in this room unless you're a dude, right? He said a different word, but you don't get in this yeah. room unless you are like, basically a contract killer, right? Like you don't, you don't walk foot in this building unless you're one of those people, right? Like, and, and ultimately, you know, now it's about the things that will make you make this team versus not is about, can you make plays in big moments? Can you learn the playbook? Can you do the playbook? Like I can get anybody in the world to learn your job and your job responsibility, but actually putting on the cleats and doing it and doing it at a high level, that's what will determine whether or not you're the starter, you're the second string person, et cetera. But you don't even get a chance to put on this jersey unless you are a contract killer. And that's yeah. – I mean, that's the mindset you got to take week to week. Like <laughs> Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill, these are dudes now. They 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 ain't rookies that have just gotten into the league. Like you're in the league for multiple years and at a very high level, you are a all respect to you, you know, because I know how hard it is just to keep staying in here for one year, <laughs> let alone, you know, five plus. So, um, again, I'm excited for the challenge this weekend and I know that they're going to bring it. And I know that they, similar to the way I am, like, you know, they want to make their family proud and make that last name on their jersey shine and be the hero at the end of the game. And my job is to make sure that you're not the hero on me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. This is this is this feels like such a surreal like start to kind of towards the end of this conversation talking about scotch eggs with cheese inserted in the middle and then getting towards the end talking about being stone cold contract killers it's got it's taken a real real dark Listen, twist at the end that means y'all are great hosts right there y'all can y'all can take your your guests from from food to killing in one uh yeah, one fell less swoop. than an hour yeah you got some y'all have talent well you've i mean you've been dealing with the repercussions of food as well this week man i mean halloween sounds like it was uh quite sugary in the in the copeland household Man, I, I'm I'm assuming you've seen the video of my son. Yes, yeah. Oh my gosh, this dude is a little terror. He's he's amazing, man. He's so smart, literally so smart for his age. He's two two years and four months old, right? So he's very smart for his age. And you know, every kid, every parent thinks that they're that they're smart, but like I've introduced him to other parents who have multiple kids, and they're like, "How old is he? Are you serious?" Right? Like my four year old doesn't do that. And the, the fact that this man is like, he literally keeps us on our toes every single day. And it's like, it really, I'm like, I'm, I'm, a, I wasn't the biggest believer in reincarnation before, but now I'm, I'm a big believer. Cause I'm like, this dude is, is literally an 80 year old man in his two, <laughs> two year old body, the way he talks to me sometimes. So, <laughs> so. Yeah, he'll be uh, he'll be doing your taxes when he's about fourteen, fifteen. Right? He's got the business <laughs> yeah, brain exactly, man, man. coming in. <laughs> exactly, man. He's he's funny though. Keep me on my toes for sure. Well, man, look, look, you need to get back to the family. You've got another one coming. Congratulations again for that, man. Um, before we go, just tell us where we can find uh, all of your stuff. Obviously, on the field on NFL Sundays, wearing that Atlanta Falcons jersey. But where else can we find you, Brandon? Yeah, man, I appreciate it. On, on at bcope fifty one b c o p e five one, um, on all social media outlets, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all of that stuff. Um, like I said, we released our our Money Music Culture podcast. What we want to do is just help people 
talk about money, help make the money conversation easier because we hope that that helps democratize the access to information. So um, that you can find, look up Money Music Culture on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. And uh, yeah, man, I, I appreciate you all always welcoming me in, you know, welcoming me into your space. And and uh, again, big shout out to Whitney for, for, for connecting us up and linking us up. I think that was at the Super Bowl a few years ago, man. Yeah, that was man. the first time. But Miami. Yeah, man. Yeah, how far we've come. How, how far we've how come. far we've come and how far she's come as well. I mean, I'm assuming uh, you're floating her name around the Falcons locker room as an NFL agent now as well. And congratulations yeah. to Whit for that. Yeah. Author, NFL agent. I mean, I don't, there's nothing that, that Whitney can't do. But, you know, again, I'm, I've been personally, I'm fortunate to have surrounded myself with, with good people, smart people. And again, I, they end up introducing me to, to more just like yourself. So, again, I'm going to go home and, and try to, Tell my wife, let's talk about some scot- scotch eggs, <laughs> some haggardish and stuff. And, and uh, I learned something today. Don't, don't <laughs> go making football. any illegal haggis, please. Whatever you do, you do not <laughs> need that. Yeah. That would be the most surreal off-field story in the NFL. Chasing local sheep around and stuff, trying to find yeah. them. So. <laughs> Thank you so much for the time. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. You're welcome inside our world anytime you want, man. Don't worry. I appreciate y'all. Y'all stay blessed. Cheers, man. Take care, you too, man. Love to the family. Take it easy. That was fire. He's so cool. That was he's so great, fun. isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think he's right, though. I think you probably get some American cheese around an egg and then deep fry yeah, it. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Roll it in the, the sheet yeah. of cheese and then... I knew you, you were thinking about it, Chad. You couldn't use cheddar. You couldn't use, you couldn't use like a cheese that was going to loses integrity because american cheese doesn't do that it just oozes there's not actual cheese that might be the answer to you that. need to workshop this jazz get it done yeah we need to perfect it so we can then next time he comes across for a london game we can present him present him with the copeg copeg the we, we can bring hey the... fucking graves can't... here we'll, you go we will bring the deep fat fryer to the grove and cook it there for him have it pre-made cook it there for him and see what he thinks <laughs> of the copeg we'll film the whole thing it will go well, no if that uh, I, what we actually would do is try and find out what room he's staying at order it from room service and say we need this done to it and just have it appear in his room Ooh, that's what you'd good. really do with a little card that just says, a little card saying the copeg yeah, yeah. try the copeg that's what you think yeah.